0: Hello everyone, and today we will be studying the Mishnayot for Wednesday, February 2nd. Today as well is Rosh Chodesh Adar Rishon. We will be studying the last Mishnah in the third chapter of Masechet Peah, and the first Mishnah in the fourth Mishnah. Okay, we are a bit here on a tangent. Uh, we were talking about areas of land in terms of how large does it have to be to obligate oneself in payah. Then we started discussing uh, the person on his deathbed who was sort of giving away land but he left over a little bit. So simil- similar today, uh, we are going to mention another halacha that it comes up this phrase of leaving over a little bit of land. It says Mishnah, someone writes his property to his slave. We're talking here about a non Jewish slave. No, a non Jewish slave only goes out when the master uh, frees them. But let's say somebody gives over all his property to his servant. Can he writes a contract that says, I'm giving over everything I own to you. So then, by definition, the servant goes free. Why? Because included in the ownership is the servant himself. So when the owner says, I'm giving over every single thing to you, that means I'm giving over you to you, she says the Mishnah. Kotev nechassu laabdo. Someone leaves over his property to his servant. Yatsa ben Harun, he goes free because he gave away everything to his servant. Shir calls, Karka calls shu. Let's say you left over a little bit for yourself. She says, I'm giving you everything besides the desk. Lo Yatsa ben Choron, he doesn't go free because once he's leaving over a little bit, the assumption is that he's also not giving over the servant to himself. So then he does not go free. Now, important to add, if he doesn't go free, that means he doesn't get anything. So again, what's the case? Here somebody writes the contract, I'm giving you all of my estate besides my Ferrari. Says the Mishnah, therefore he does not go free because if he's leaving over the Ferrari, probably he's leaving over the servant. Now, if he's leaving over the servant, then the servant can't acquire the other 98% of the property because the rule is whatever the servant gets... The owner gets, as long as he's the servant. So here where the servant didn't go free, everything that he owns still belongs to the master. So why did he do this? It seems like, so what's the point of his contract? Right? The contract is not really accomplishing anything. The commentary says he's just doing it to flatter uh, his servant. Uh, maybe uh, show him that, you know, I'm, I'm getting towards freeing you. We're, we're almost there continues the Mishnah Rabbi Shimon says the servant is always going to go free until the master says all my gifts are being given to you my servant except for one ten thousandth of it so again, Rav argues and says that if he just leaves over one thing, of Ferrari, then the servant goes free. If he says, I'm leaving over everything besides one tiny little bit, and he didn't specify what that is, the assumption is he means the eved that, he that he's leaving over the eved the servant, for the owner. In that case, the servant will not go free. And that concludes, again, the third chapter of Masechet Peah. the fourth chapter says like this, why right? we've been saying throughout this Masechta, you got to leave over a corner of your field. The Mishnah says that this part very clearly. Well, how do you leave over? So first the Mishnah says, Leaving over doesn't mean that you cut it and then you put it in a bag at the corner of your field and say, here's your Paya. Paya means you literally do not harvest it. You leave it attached to the ground. However, the Mishnah says there are some times where we don't want the poor people cutting it down for themselves. In which case, bidalist uvedekel. Now, what is a dalist? Dalist is a trellist grapevine. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Google it. Uh, a grapevine which says the, the commentaries is very difficult for most laymen to cut it on their own. Unless you know what you're doing, ubedekel a date palm tree as well, is not so easy to climb. So we're worried that you're going to leave over a little bit of the tree for this grapevine. Poor people are going to go after it and they're going to get hurt because they don't know what they're doing. So therefore, says the Mishnah, Baal Habayit, Lanim, says the Mishnah, says the, Mishnah that the Baal Abayit should cut it himself. And once he's cutting it, Mechalak Lanim, he should distribute it to the poor people. Because apparently there was a tendency that once the owner would cut it, maybe he'd give it to his poor cousin. Therefore, says the Mishnah, no. Machalak split it equally amongst the poor people. Rabbi Shimon um, Rabbi Shimon says, after chalikei goes them, walnut trees are also dangerous to climb. Um, that's the opinion of Rabbi Shimon. And he says, let's say you come to the field, right, and you leave over a little bit. Now, 99, poor, 100 people show up, says the Mishnah. 99 poor people are saying, you know what? Just cut it and distribute it equally. No reason for us to compete. Over this, you know, this few uh, stocks, just cut it and distrib- distribute equally amongst the poor people. However, one guy is saying, one guy is saying, no, do it the way it's supposed to be done in the Torah. Says, Mishnah you got to listen to that one person. Why? Because he's saying like what the Torah says. So if all 100 people say, you know what, cut it down and split it equally, then you split it equally. But if one out of the 100 says, you know what, leave it and let's compete, let's fight for it. Then we listen to him, because he's actually doing what the Torah says uh, to do. Okay, beautiful. That concludes our study of Mishnayot for the day. As always, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to study some Torah.